Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown-up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Well, hey there. I am so excited that you're with me today because I'm about to introduce you to one amazing lady. Oi Dobie and I met several years ago at a conference, and we connected there because we both serve in the world of parents and teens. And I am featuring her this week and next week on the podcast because she fits perfectly into my theme this month on the podcast, which is helping our middle schoolers explore options for their future. Oi and her daughter Naya, along with her husband Darren, have created an amazing resource called Project Who Am I? And she's here today to talk to us about it. Oi recently stepped out of a 20 plus year career in the corporate world, and she is super passionate about helping teens find their place in the world sooner rather than later. She has got a lot to share with us, so let's jump right in. Oi, I am so excited to have you here with me today. I know we met several years ago, and it's been so fun to reconnect as we prepared for our talk today. So I would love for you to share with my audience just a little bit about who you are and how you've ended up in the space of helping teens figure out their passion and their career path. Thank you for having me. First of all, it was fun to connect together after a few years. So how I wound up in this space as far as co-owner of Project Who Am I is it, it really started a few years ago, maybe like five-ish years ago, where I got passed up for a promotion at work. And that whole experience, it made me do a lot of things, have lots of emotions, but it made me perk up my head and say, hey, what am I doing here in life? And what's important to me? And what do I need to feel worthy? Because I was using my work, my job as a way to feel worthy. And then when I get passed up for promotion, that automatically makes me feel crappy. Right. So it made me self-reflect a little bit. And I realized, heck, for 20 years, I've been doing things probably for all the wrong reasons. And what are the right reasons? So it made me really think about what do I want to do in life and, and how do I want to make an impact on this world? And so as I was sharing with other friends and family my story, I realized, heck, there's a lot of people in this space that went down this path for whatever reason. And it was typically just kind of not purposeful. Right. And wound up in a space that they don't want to be in and feeling miserable, unfulfilled, all these things. And then I really had an idea that, you know what, we should help the young people in our lives do better than we did on this. So they don't have to go through 20 years of work to come to this realization. They're early in their life, just about to start their career or thinking about their career. How can we help the young people really think about these considerations that we never thought about? when we were young or when I was young. And it was that plus our daughter, Naya, she was in the middle of going through 
trying to figure out what school she wanted to go to after high school. And she was kind of thrown into that a little bit early because she was a competitive soccer player. So they were, colleges were doing a little bit of recruiting early in 10th grade. And so it was like, you know, we went to some college campus and, you know, they asked us all these questions and, and Naya just looked at us and we looked at her and we're like, we don't know. It just was like, wow, how do we not know this? We aren't even thinking about it. It, it was a little early for her. And then it made me think about, okay, you know, how can we help our daughter through this? And then I connected the dots about my own experience, my own self-discovery about that how I want to impact the world. And let's teach Naya how to do that. We went through a pilot program and we went through three different versions of our program and then decided, you know what, we really need to make this available to multiple kids because it helped Naya, it helped her friends. I helped other uh, friends, kids, and it was really, you could see it was uh, valuable. And so we put it online as an online program and fully launched it last fall. Now we're here. Oh, that's so exciting. What I love about what you just shared is that the part you shared about you were passed up for a promotion. And what I love about it is I'm sure you shared that with Naya and your son as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you were truly walking through a really hard, probably a little bit dark time realizing all of these things, but then watching how you took that and used it to propel you to what you do love. And I just think that's such a great example in the past couple of episodes, we've been talking about careering with a lady who wrote a book about it. I think that's one of the things that she really pointed out is there's nothing that's written in stone as far as what your career is. And it sounds like you've kind of done a huge shift in what your business goals are and what your career goals are in just this short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Yes. The funny thing about that is if I look back to what I'm good at as a person, it's always been the same thing. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's what we talked about. Like your, your interests haven't really changed, but just how you're using them maybe has changed. Mm -hmm. Is that? Yeah. I would say your natural talents haven't changed right. and how you're using your natural talents do change because of where you are in life and what you know and what you're connected to. Right. And I would say your program, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, is geared really towards high school students, probably a little bit older. So a lot of my audience is full of middle school parents mm -hmm. and teachers. And so what advice would you give them as far as this figuring out your passion, your purpose, and, and that kind of thing, and maybe steps that they could take before they hit your course, which I highly recommend? That's a great question. And we have a lot of parents ask us this, because what's the right time yeah. for students to go through your program? And so we do have several parents that reach out when you know they're approaching ninth grade um, or even still in middle school. And I said, actually, you know, it's never too early to be thinking about that as far as helping your child explore their natural talents, their interests, and really getting them to express that and then providing opportunities to explore that, whether it be a summer camp 
or hanging out with a friend or family that does it and they get to see that or hanging out with their friends because their friends hang out with different people and they're able to see different things in life. So at the middle school age, it's really important to just provide the opportunity for them to explore because they have time to do that, right? When kids are approaching high school and their junior and senior year, as you know, they got to start making some decisions about what they want to do. And so coming in early at the middle school age is really, I think, fabulous because you have some time to help them explore. Right. And I think explore is probably the word of the day, (laughs) I would say, as far as this is concerned, because I know for our family, I don't know if it was like this for you with Naya, it sounds like maybe, but once you start looking at colleges, once you get to that point, we felt like, oh my gosh, we haven't really thought about this or prepared for it. So starting at middle school and letting it be an exploration versus I think I had in my mind, like, I don't want my kids to decide what they're going to do when they're 13, 14, even 15 years old, but it's not that at all. It's just looking Mm -hmm. around and experiencing things and figuring out what's out there. Because from what I've seen, especially my daughter and I have done several college tours over the past couple months, there are jobs that exist now that didn't even exist two years ago or five years ago. And so it's exciting to kind of see the world open up, but to also have somewhat of an idea of what her passions are and what her natural bent or talents Mm -hmm. would be. How does your program help kids flesh that out. Let's say they've explored, they kind of have an idea of those things. What does your program help them do? So our program is a self-discovery program. It's self-paced also. It really just gives them time and space to self-reflect on a few key things, their natural abilities, their interests and passions, their values, which I think we don't talk enough about in yes. this world. Mm-hmm. And their work preferences, that's often overlooked. And you might think, oh, well, as juniors and seniors, do they have work preferences? They do. And especially, you know, a lot of it has to do with what they're observing their parents experience or not experience and their friends' parents. And they have a little bit of work experience underneath them, depending on the kid, right? But right. They, do, they do have work experiences. For example, Naya's always said, I will never get a job where I work at a cubicle because that's (laughs) my job. I always do that. And she's like, mom, how do you do that? Right. So we help them take those four key aspects and sit down and self-reflect on what is it about those four things that is unique to them. And then the combination of those four things, we help them translate it to uh, various careers in different industries, depending on their interests and passions and whatnot. I'm laughing because my daughter has some very definite ideas about her work environment and what she wants. And I, I guess right now the thing is to like live in a van and drive around. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. I do. <laughs> okay. So her vision is to like have a car where she can like lay out the back seats, have a dog with her and just travel the country and work from her back seat, I guess, which I say nice. laughing tongue in cheek, but there are people who are living that life and more power to them. And it's travel and it's adventure and And it totally fits her personality where she can just hop out 
and hike for the day or do whatever. It is interesting to see how they either reject or embrace or find their own path compared to what parents are doing. I think it does have an impact either Mm -hmm. way. Definitely. Good. When you've addressed those four issues with students, it also sounds like there is a component for parents as part of your program as well. So can you talk to me a little bit about that and how something that's going to be valuable, not just for kids to go through and figure out their things that they love and are passionate about and their values and things, but how is it helping the parents? What we found through our various iterations of the program over the years is As you know, when you self-reflect, it's hard. It's not an easy exercise, but it helps when you can do some self-reflection by yourself. And then you sit down with a small group of people who know you really well. And typically the parent is one of those. I mean, it's not always the case, but most of the time it's the parent and maybe another relative like a grandparent or aunt and uncle, or maybe it's a really good best friend. When the student does the self-reflection exercise, our program is designed is a day or two later, they meet with a small group of people who really know them, which typically includes their parent, and they share what they've learned about themselves. And since they sit down with people who know them well, those people can kind of confirm or provide evidence. Oh, yes, we see this in you via XYZ way. Um, Oh, you've been doing that since you were little. And so when you internalize or, or think about things yourself, it just solidifies things when other people tell you the same thing. So then you have self-confidence in yourself that yes, this is my natural talent because I've always done it this way ever since I was little or I've always been really good at that. The parent is a key component of our program because, and you talked about this in one of your recent podcasts is teens still need their parents. They just need us differently right? Um, when then they were in elementary, but they still need our advice and guidance. They definitely don't need us to tell them what to do because they hate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> they'll re- for they'll sure. repel you for sure for that, but they, they still need you because at the end of the day, they're 15, 16, 17, 18, and they only know what they've lived in their life. And, and despite what they think that they know everything. They, they really yeah. don't know everything, as you know. Yes, yes. And they don't know what they don't know. So the parents are, are to me, critical in that because at the end of the day, it's their support structure. It's all of the things that they still need from us. It sounds like it's really an opportunity to do a lot of validating, and mm-hmm. but also a lot of listening and good asking good questions. Right. Uh, right. And so is there anything that's part of the program where it, it gives parents direction on how to interact with their teens during those small group sessions? Oh, yes, we okay. have. I'm so glad you asked that because as part of the program for each module, there's self-reflection exercises for the student, but there's also facilitator guides for each module. And so that's the guide that the parents pull up. And it's usually a page of just tips, just like you said, hey, the purpose of this module is to really have the student do X, Y, Z. And as you sit down with the small group, here are the things that you can ask 
to promote discussion. And again, be open-ended with it. Don't necessarily impose your thoughts and ideas. Really get them to open up and share what they've learned, what maybe some questions they still have about themselves, and then get everybody in their group to give feedback based on that person's perspective, because it's important to hear from multiple people, because it's, again, it's a time of validation of, of how they're thinking about things. So yes, there are facilitation guides for each module to help the parents think, get in the right mindset and have some prompter questions. I love that. I love that. I have to say, I'm super impressed that you guys have that as part of things to be able to pull something up and, and feel like you're not kind of reaching in the dark and, Mm -hmm. and to have some very pointed specific ways to communicate and question. I think that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And I also feel like too, what I'm hearing maybe between the lines a little bit is that you are giving parents guidance that is steering them towards being generous listeners rather than, and I love the words that you use, imposing their thoughts and ideas on their team. Because I think that's maybe the stereotype that I think about as far as parents having expectations or ideas about their teens and what they should do and what they think. And I think the more that we can let teens figure that out and listen carefully and give not even advice, but just little nudges in the direction of where they're headed or what you think might be a good fit based on what you're hearing is so important because again, and I've said this many times on the podcast, but I was this kind of kid, both of my kids, I think are very similar in this way, but it's that Gretchen Rubin's four different types of people. And there's the one where it's the rebel, I think, where they're not going to listen. Don't do means must do and do this means I'm not going to even touch it or do it at all. And so I, I think that's what makes this program of yours sound so appealing to me is it's like a roadmap to give your kids some guidance without it actually being you telling them so that it has more impact. And another part of our program that we've incorporated in is Naya, my daughter, is part of our business together. We co-own it together as mother and daughter team. And she has a weekly check-in with the students. We've had a couple of times where parents join in, and that's okay if they're just first joining the program and they're trying to get their bearings. But Naya's had to send messages to the parents very politely, obviously, and say, this Saturday session is for the students and we're very purposeful about, I'll be frank, kicking them out of the Uh session. I was just going to say, that's awesome. (laughs) Because the dynamic is different when the parent's in the room and we want the student to speak up. We want them to learn from their peers. And it's a very different dynamic when there's no adults in the room or no, I shouldn't say they're approaching adulthood. No parents are in the room. It's very, very important about that. Well, and I think it's important for parents too, because I don't know about for you, but for me, one of the biggest learning curves as my kids have gotten older is trusting that they know what I'm going to say and how I'm going to react to certain things. They have my voice in their head. Mm -hmm. And so trusting that they are going to make choices that reflect the values that we've tried to model and reinforce with them but also giving them the trust and the freedom of having times like that, where it's with a group of their peers, or even with, like you were talking about before, trusted family members or friends. It's all about what's going to be best 
for our teens. It's not about what we think or where we think they should go or what they should do. It's about us moving into a place of trusting and being willing to let them make mistakes, which is super hard, I think. Oh my gosh, super hard. Going back to the values, you know, you and I have similar age kids and and this has been tough, but Naya's been really good to remind me, mom, stop doing that, is their values can be different than our values. And we have to be okay with that. Yes. You know, obviously we hope that they can take some of the values that we've instilled over the years as they grew up and embrace some of that. And I think they do, but just know that the way they embrace the value that you've been trying to instill over the years is going to be different than the way that we embrace it because we're different people, not only different people, but different generations. Yes, absolutely. And I would add to it that as far as being developmentally appropriate, sometimes for them to adopt those values in the long run, it's going to look like they're rejecting them right now because they're mm-hmm. trying different things on and they're seeing what fits and they're they're holding it mm-hmm. up and they're saying, do I really value that? Is that really my thought, my belief or whatever it is? And so I think as parents understanding that in these few years, I would say, especially from probably 15 to even like 21, 22, 23, if not longer, it might look like they're rejecting all those values when in fact, it's part of the process of them getting to their true values that they'll hold for the long run. Oh yeah. I a hundred percent agree with that because how do they know if it's truly a value that they want? unless they try some other values, right? I mean, they might try some other values and then it, to your point, it might look like they're rebelling, but they're just really testing to say, okay, there's this value here. Maybe it's something for me, but let me try this other value. And they're either going to, through that experience, say, you know what, that wasn't for me. And this, this one that I've always had is truly for me. Or they're like, you know what, I experienced something new that I really enjoy and it is value to me. So to your point, it's part of the process. It's part of the process. Absolutely. And I love that it sounds like with your program, it's opening the door and creating some connection and not just the connection feeling piece of it, but the literal structure of being able to connect over those things and have conversations. Mm -hmm. Right. Giving them the time and space to really think about these things. Because as you know, we get busy and these are deep thoughts that teens really need to start thinking about And they just need some time and space and a structure to be able to do it. I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your program. I am excited to be able to offer a link to it in my show notes. So I will have that ready for you. And then we're going to continue our discussion to share with everyone next week. But in the meantime, where can they find you? You can find us at projectwhoami.com and we have a great guide for parents and students. It's at project2mi.com forward slash career. And it's a customized career idea guide that you can go there and it's based off of different personality traits, either creator, doer, helper, organizer, persuader, and thinker. And depending on where your team mostly fits, because I know there's a lot of multi-dimensional people there, but mostly where it fits, you select the one where you're like, oh yeah, my team's very much a creator. 
Uh, you select that creator and then we'll send you an email, a career guide with 30 plus careers that fit in that creator space. Oh, um, fantastic. So pretty cool. Okay. And is that a freebie? Yes, it is. Okay. That's fantastic. So that is a free career idea guide based on who your team most fits being their personality wise. I love that. Thank you. Oi. I did total bonus. Thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So thank you. And I will look forward to talking to you and our audience look forward to hearing from you again next week. Thank you, Amy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Oi, for hanging out with me and talking about all the things. I love your heart for helping teens discover who they are and not only what direction they'd like to take in their lives, but also how to start on a journey of purpose and passion. I'm excited to have Oi with me again next week as we talk about what it looks like to own a business with her teen daughter. Again, you can go to the show notes for links on where to find Oi and Project Who Am I and the free resource that she mentioned. I really highly encourage you to check those out. Those show notes are at theishgirl.com forward slash EP134. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. I am truly grateful to be part of your life. So from an ish girl who is so excited that live music is back and that I got to go to a day glow concert recently with my daughter and my husband, I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together. (laughs) 